right, I'm going to give a really short teaching, guys, okay? Uh, easy for you to remember. Um, and I want the crew, to, the staff, to also take good notes as well. Honestly, this is for everyone. Uh, and I, I know that there was a mix-up between, like, do we have two familiars left or three familiars? But I'm going to give you stuff to do in your familiars through this teaching. So take a uh, careful... Take a careful note of what I say, okay? And so the reason why I'm giving this teaching, this teaching is called Guard Your Winter Sabbath, okay? I didn't, like, you know, read 10,000 books for this. Honestly, I wanted to go more in-depth with this and actually give a full-out, like, seminar. But I'm going to make it very short just for time's sake. But you need to learn certain things and have a certain mindset before this winter break comes, comes, you know, in about a few weeks. And so the reason for this is, is because I think I've done about, I've done a maintenance for about five, six years and every single thing, I mean, and then, um, just every semester, I kid you not every single beginning of a semester, I have students tell me, Eunice, like, I just, you know, I haven't been able to go like, you know, read the Bible or like talk to God. And I haven't been out to church because, you know, there's no more Emmaus or Eunice, I'm going to go back to America or to wherever I'm from, but I'm like really nervous because I don't really have a fire ministry or like a college ministry like Emmaus to keep me accountable. So what do I do? Right. And so a lot of the, the way that, you know, we sometimes view Christianity, you know, in the student, student life is that we almost tend to go semester by semester when we're not supposed to take breaks at all. Like you're not called to just go to church, uh, just, you know, from September to December and then from March to June, right? Like you're also called to be a Christian when you don't have school, when you don't have a Mace every Tuesday and every Wednesday and Thursday, right? And so there are three things, okay, I want you to really take with you. It's really simple. Number one, intimacy. Okay. Everyone say intimacy or intimacy. That's actually, is that really correct? Intimacy? It sounds more ghetto than intimacy. Intimacy, intimacy. Okay. So true intimacy, it actually goes deeper than emotion. Okay. You have to know that because, okay, when you're dating somebody, obviously if you want to be intimate with someone, it's a feeling and an emotion. You're like, oh, I want to be with them. And you know, that's the same case for God. Okay. Don't get me wrong. But true intimacy goes even deeper than emotion because instead of telling all of your friends, oh, you know, I want to get closer to God. I want to get closer to God. Uh, you should really be asking yourself, how desperately do you actually want to get closer to God? Okay, that's a question I want you to ask yourself. Don't tell 10 other people that you want to get close to God. Instead, ask yourself the real question. Do I really want to be intimate with the Lord? Okay, that's something to ask yourself. It goes deeper than just an emotion or feeling. There are many ways to talk about intimacy with God, okay? So many approaches to the point where, man, you could preach so many sermons on how to be intimate with the Lord. Uh, one way is to actually draw near to him, okay? And in order to draw near to the Lord, it all starts with making time to do that, okay? Everyone say making time. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to me. Uh, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Okay, so I'll be the first to admit I struggle with making time for the Lord, okay? As your campus director, I'm not on my knees every morning, um, you know, like in, an hour of prayer, hour of QT, okay? As embarrassing as it is, I, I get convicted every time I'm up here every Tuesday because I have to get my act together Monday night or even Tuesday, okay? This is not all the time, by the way. Our campus is doing fine. But just, you know, just sometimes, like, I struggle too. And it's so crazy because what one thing I actually pray is, God, I feel so paralyzed every time I try to spend time with you. Like, I, I don't know why. Do you guys get that? Like, every time I need to, you know, 
like I, I need to spend time with God, I just feel like I can't even move. Or I feel mute, like I can't even speak. But then as soon as, like, you know, like a TV co- the TV comes on or my phone rings or whatever, I'm so quick to communicate with that person, right? And so, like, you know, I'll be the first to admit that. But the, the way that we communicate with God, I kind of want to equate it to, like, my iPhone, okay? Or whatever phone that you have. I just feel like I'm texting him all the time. I feel like I'm just texting God. Uh, God, I have an issue. God, I have a problem. God, I don't know what to do about this and that. I feel dead. I feel dry. But I don't actually sit down and, like, have, like, a Skype combo with him, okay? You can kind of equate it to that, right? I'm just texting him. I'm emailing him. I'm sending him updates. But I'm not doing anything at all with actually spending time, sitting down and spending time with him and spending all that quality time, right? But I want you to know that God should not be a priority, but he should be the priority, That has to be number one. That mindset needs to be engraved in your mind. God is not a priority on your to-do list, okay? You don't put him in between doing laundry and doing homework. He should be number one, the priority, ultimate priority of your life. If you actually understand that, then everything, the way that you actually shift your schedule around, it should all be evolved around him. Meaning if you wake up late you still got to go to class, right? But then after class, instead of like, you know, sleeping another three hours before your next class starts, you should make it him the priority and actually spend time with him. And so God is not a priority, but he is the priority, meaning he should be even more essential than our favorite food that we eat or like, you know, friends or, you know, whatever, right? And so in order to make him the priority, we really need to search our hearts and all the distractions and idols. We need to get them out of the way, Okay. And so make him the priority again. So how we can define what these idols and distractions are is ask yourself, what takes up the most of my time in one day? Okay? What takes up the most of my time in one day? It could be anything, guys. Guys, it could even be reading the news. If you're a news junkie, like CNN could be above God to you, right? Uh, If you're, you know, just whatever. If you like sewing, you can sew for three hours and... That might be the time you want to spend time with God, right? Or that you can spend time with God. And so we need to clear all the idols out of our lives. And so Pastor John Michael Becker, actually, he uh, gave a sermon last week at SNU, large group, like something about fasting and idols. I really want to encourage you guys to listen to it. It was pretty funny, actually, because he was sharing all these stories about uh, his ex-girlfriends and how he had to remove girls out of his life because they became an idol and the music became an idol. And he fasted them for a season, not forever, but just for a season because they're taking up God's place. And so the reason why I want you to purify your heart is because in Matthew 5, 8, it said, blessed are the pure in heart for they see God. Okay. So if your heart is pure, as long as your heart is pure and away from idols and all these things, you will see God and you will meet him when you actually spend time with him. Okay? And so there are a lot of questions I actually want to encourage you to ask yourself. Are there areas in your life that you have reserved only for yourself? You need to really ask yourself that. Because intimacy means giving all of yourself to the Lord. Okay? So for me personally, I want to unpack Deuteronomy 6.5, okay, this winter break. Uh, Love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Strength and mind everything, right? And so, you know, loving the Lord with all of my heart and all of my soul, all of my strength. What does that even mean? Like I, I've sang like Sunday Bible school songs according to this passage, but like it hasn't actually become real to me. And so I kind of want to even go to the basics. Like, God, what does it mean to love you? Not just love you, but love you with all of my heart, 
What does that even mean? You know, you should be asking yourself these questions. Don't go to step 10 if you can't even get step one down. Go back to the basics and ask yourself, God, what does it even mean for me to love you? Not just love you, but love you with all of my heart. Okay. And so uh, just because we go to large group on Tuesdays, go to church on Sundays, even on winter break, if you go to church on Sundays, every Sunday for the entire winter break, that's great, right? That's an A+. But that's not, like, that doesn't mean that you're even getting your alone time and drawing the intimacy with the Lord, right? Monday through Saturday. What of that? And so this is just to really get you to get your minds running with what exactly does true intimacy with the Lord look like for me, Okay. And so Jesus, he modeled true intimacy with the Lord and basically regularly sought the Lord every day through prayer, worship, and meditation. So if we want to say that we want to be more Christ-like and we sing songs to be more Christ-like, we need to model the, the actual intimacy, like that pattern of like, whatever I'm trying to say. We have to model what true intimacy looks like, which is what Jesus did. He regularly sought the Lord, okay? So in your familias this week, okay, and leaders take note of this, I want you to actually discuss what true intimacy looks like for you, okay? You can go around and share this. You can write it down now. I'll give you some opportunities to, like, think about it, but I want you to go around. In your familias, if you don't have a familia, you can come up to me. You can join one for these last three weeks. But, you know, just really, I want you to spell out what that true intimacy looks like, okay? Are you all with me? All right, number two, consistency. Everyone say consistency. The lie is I don't have time, but the truth is you actually do, okay? Like, everyone always says, oh, I don't have time today. Like, I had so much homework, and finals are coming up, and, like, you know, I have to prepare to travel, and I have to, like, you know, do this and that at work, right? But uh, you always actually have time, okay? So this means, again, like what I mentioned earlier, you need to identify the distractions and whatever it is that's taking up your time, okay, from the Lord, put that aside because your time with the Lord should be uninterrupted, okay? So consistency is actually putting feet to your faith. Everything that you wanted to paint a picture of what intimacy looks like, you got to, like, get practical with it, okay? I'm a pretty practical person, so, like, no matter how much I say I want to be with the Lord, I love the Lord, like, I got to, like, what does that even look like? You got to give me, like, I got to make steps for myself to actually let that, you know, come to pass. So that's the same for you. You can't just say, I want to be with God. I want to be with God for eight straight weeks, in your winter break, you have to actually do something about it. And so first thing you need to do is you need to look at your schedule. Like, okay, it might change, you know, when uh, finals are over, but look at your schedule and your day. And I want you to just set aside even an hour to maybe even two hours every day at the same time. Okay. Set an alarm if you have to, but every day at the same time, consecrate it, meaning protect it. There is nothing that could take me away from this time with the Lord. Okay. How many of you watch, uh, like Korean dramas and TV shows? Raise your hand. Yeah, there should be more than that. That is crazy. Okay. So Korean dramas and TV shows, right? You know, when your drama comes on Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday or TV shows, like no matter what I've seen my friends leave hangouts early to catch the drama. Okay. Why can't we do that for our own time with the Lord? Like what makes that priority over what, you know, our time with God looks like. Don't you feel embarrassed? Cause I do. Like, you know, like to actually put Korean dramas and like, you know, we would, we would escape hangouts and like even sleep late you know, or even wake up early to catch something or to whatever, whatever you want to watch, right? But then we can't even do that for God. And so when I say to consecrate it, you need to protect it. Let nothing take you away from it, okay? 
if you're watching your favorite movie in the movie theater, you know, like, how many, like, especially girls, like, I would hold my pee for, like, all, I don't care if it's Lord of the Rings, like, final, whatever, for three and a half hours, or Star Wars, but I will hold it till the very end, right? I get so convinced, I won't even, I won't even touch my phone as much as I'm addicted to it sometimes, and, you know, like, how, it's only, like, two, two and a half hours. For some of you, it's, like, even an hour and a half movie, and why can't we even do that with God? Like, you know, I actually want to encourage you to turn off your phone when you're spending time with him. Put it on silent or airplane mode or something. And after you blocked out that time every day, you need to create a simple routine that consists of prayer, reading the Bible, and worship. Okay? Prayer, reading the Bible, and worship. If you don't know, okay, this is going to be the, these are the huge three umbrellas, right? What the heck? What, how do I even pray? How do I even, like, read the Bible or what do you mean worship? Okay, with worship, I'm talking about you could even like, you know, worship the Lord through anything, through music. You can turn on YouTube and your favorite tracks and Christian tracks, and you can just worship the Lord through that. You can worship him through creative arts. If you're a painter, if you're a writer, you can worship him through that. Express your creativity in that sense. Basketball, yes, David will worship. I don't know about that. <laughs> that might be an idol, but okay, but I'm just kidding. But um you know, and so uh, whatever that may look like, you can even go on a prayer walk. Sometimes when I feel really like uh, suffocated in my own room, I go on for a walk and I turn on Christian music and I just pray out loud, like by myself in the dark, right? Walking circles around a park. So that's one, something that, you know, you guys can do as well. But you can even set up a timetable if you need to. And I really want to encourage you, don't aim too high in the beginning. Just like 10 minutes per, like 10 minutes prayer, 10 minutes, especially if you've never done this before. 10 minutes prayer, 10 minutes reading the word, and like 10 minutes worship, okay? And celebrate those small goals first. If you try to reach like this extensive like routine and try to like get that, you're going to feel very discouraged very fast, okay? So very, very simple, okay? Very, very simple routine. And set that. Um, psychologists, they actually say it takes six weeks for a habit to develop because it actually takes three weeks just to even get familiar with the new task or behavior, okay? Three weeks for the introduction to even happen and get used to it, then six weeks for it to fully develop. Okay, six weeks. That's actually within your winter break. You could even start now. If, you, if you're kind of like a slow starter, you can start now. And as you're setting this time away from the Lord, you know, apart from the Lord, you need to really be aware that Satan, like he's going to do everything he can to distract you, to send, you know, like just really, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy your time too with the Lord. And so you got to really be alert and sober-minded and really guard that time with the Lord, okay? So in your familias, and leaders take note again, after you, you know, you can do this, you can split this up between all three familias if you want to do it together, if you have other things in mind, but I want each of your members to go around and share what your simple routine looks like. If your familiar member is trying to do like 10,000 things on the first week, again, you guys can hack that out and just like simplify it. But I want you to actually verbalize your routine for just the sake of accountability, okay? And so, you know, present your routine. And if you're, okay, if you're someone that's really bad at follow through, you need to just write that right now. Just be like, Lord, give me the grace to follow through because, you know, like I'm amazing at starting, but I never finish, you know? So just be honest with yourself with that, okay? Number three. And the last thing, accountability. Everyone say accountability. All right, so Hebrews 10.25, it says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Okay, accountability, it can be so many different angles, okay, of what it even means. I know some of you guys are already doing it in your familias, and so that's great, right? 
Uh, accountability, though, I want to let you know, it's just when you meet up and you can become vulnerable to what you have been thinking about and doing so that you can receive encouragement and reproof, which is actually correction whenever it's needed, okay? So you vulnerability and then of, with what you've been thinking about, what you've been doing, and then you can receive encouragement or reproof just depending on what you did or what you've been thinking, right? And so... This vulnerability is also for us to confess our sins so that whoever we are accountable to can help us overcome it, okay? And so this is something I really want to encourage you guys. I'm not trying to force you to air out your dirty laundry and things that you've never told anyone before, but if you are really struggling with something, I highly encourage you to go up to a leader and to confess it to them. They're not going to rebuke you and tell you, like, what, what is wrong with you? You know, they're not going to look at you weird. Trust me, we have all... All six staff have gone through multiple different areas of sin, right? And, um, you know, and, and when you first confess your sin, I mean, I mean, I can't, I remember the first time when I did, it was so embarrassing. I couldn't even look at my leader in the eyes, okay? Some of you know what I'm talking about. But I do not want you to enter into this winter Sabbath, this winter break, so not held accountable for something that you're actually hiding deep inside. So even if it's a little thing, feel like a huge thing, right? It's okay, and I want to encourage you to just like, you know, confess. There's so much power in confessing because as soon as you bring it to light, God really can handle it. Okay. And God is actually probably stirring up in your hearts right now as I'm speaking. Okay. And so, um, okay, accountability is also when we share life with one another and carry each other's burdens. So knowing that we're not the only ones going through this thing, or even if you are the only one going through it, you can at least get encouragement and prayer as you go through it. Okay. But accountability is not you venting. Okay. You guys know what venting is, right? Like venting, if you don't take care of it, it really turns into gossip. And so, please, venting does not accomplish anything. You can vent. It's okay. But don't end there. you got to always land in a place of hope in the Lord, okay, whenever you vent. And so, when you also have accountability, you got to keep the vision in mind, knowing that it's a system created for us to become more Christ-like where we can ask each other difficult, challenging questions, pray for one another, listen and support one another without feeling judged in between, okay? And so uh, who can keep you accountable? You give you you your small group leader. In our case, our familiar leader is our small group leader. You could be your friends. If you're really best friends with your siblings, you know, you can uh, talk to them about it. Discipler back at home if you're heading back to the States or just your church community, okay? And during the winter break, we don't have familiars anymore, but you can keep continuing. Whatever your familiar leader decides, you can continue with your partner and your familiar accountability partner. Or um, if you're going to, you know, if you guys end your accountability time, I really want to encourage you, whether it's within this group or when you go back home, or if you have really close friends who are also believers outside of MASKU, the community, I really want you to take the initiative and be like, hey, I need accountability in this area, okay? And just, like, set it up, okay? Meet each other weekly if you can. Don't just go out weekly, but just, like, you know, to play and stuff, but, like, also meet up weekly to really talk about your sins, your struggles, but also good things that have been happening in your life with your accountability partner, okay? Um, Especially if you're the type uh, where you just really will stop doing all things God after, um, you know, the Emmaus semester ends. Like, right now, you should be thinking about it, okay? Do not be like, yeah, I got this. I can handle it. No, 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 no. Please, just do it right now. Do yourself a favor. Be very sober-minded and assess, like, can I really do this by myself? And then just really reach out to a partner, okay? Because we have to really be responsible Christians and acknowledge the areas where we are really weak in so that we can seek accountability in those very areas, okay? If you're returning home, uh, back to wherever you came from, I want to encourage you to immediately, immediately seek 
a church community that you feel like God is leading you to or that you really trust. If, you are, if you're going to be like seeking a new church community uh, when you go back home, I, just do one quick, okay? Like you can go church shopping and, you know, hop around different churches, but don't take too long in that. Really ask God for discernment. Get yourself plugged into community. Get yourself plugged into a community group or a small group. And then I actually encourage you to like separately go up to the leader and be like, is there any system or any way that I can be held accountable? Because I want to really keep my life consistent in the Lord. Okay? You guys got that? How many minutes was that? Was that 10, 15? My bad. Okay, 20. Okay, so as I was writing this, so ridiculous, guys. As I was uh, writing this out, I just started like, having like words to like a rap song i started making up like a rap song in my head and then um i started like just it's like really really silly but i kind of just want to like ah okay listen listen no please okay listen listen i'm not like unpretty rap star kanye or any of like that trust me it's just really a silly brief rap regarding this teaching (laughs) please don't do it Wait 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 wait, 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 How many of you know the song uh, Big Papa by B.I.G.? No, 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 no. Please, please. I'm really, I'm just, I'm doing it regarding everything that we talked about, okay? The three things. I can't believe I'm doing this. This is probably the coffee. Okay, so there is a, the, the lyrics to that rap song are actually really naughty. No, no, so I'm not going to sing them or anything, but like, I'm not going to like rap them, but they're like pretty, uh, they're pretty bad, right? And, but the, the chorus, I don't know why, but as I was like, as I was like writing this teaching out, the chorus of that song, Big Papa, just really came up because Big Papa to us is Jesus, right? It's God. I don't know why. So I like rewrote the chorus. Do you even know how it goes? Anyone? Yeah, yeah, all that. Uh, don't sing the rest. Don't sing the rest. And so, yeah, but I'm just like redeeming it. <laughs> oh my God, it's so bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's okay, it's fine. Because it's like really, really simple. And I'm just, um, sorry. Okay. Um, Hey, hey, by the way, do not judge me, okay? If I choke, can you just love on me? <laughs> this is honestly, it's just for fun because I'm like, what the heck? It's the last large group. I really don't. And I had two cups of coffee this morning. <laughs> That's probably where it came from. Uh, um, so you can listen to whatever the lyrics. If you kind of catch on to the chorus, you can sing it if you want. It's really short. All right. Cue music. <laughs> intimacy whatever it may look like it's supposed to be a time with you and the lord as we chose to see making our time with the number one priority so let us draw near to him and seek him carefully because he loves it when we call him big pop but throw your hands in the air and say a true prayer he loves it when we call him big pop but to all the students getting hungry because his word is like honey because he loves it when we call him big pop but now there's no time to waste holy spirits in this place 
Cause I see some students tonight that will be taking this seriously. Seriously. <laughs> ah, our consistency. Whatever it may look like it's supposed to be. A time with you and the Lord that comes persistently. Don't mistake it for his cousin complacency. And seek daily to read and pray constantly. Cause he loves it when we call him Big Papa. Throw your hands in the air and say a true prayer. He loves it when we call him Big Papa. To all the students getting hungry cause his word is like honey. Loves it when we call him Big Papa. Now there's no time to waste. Holy Spirit's in this place. Cause I see some students tonight that will be taking this seriously. Seriously. Guess what the third one is? Ah, accountability. Whatever it may look like it's supposed to be. A time where you can grow deep in the community. Guarding our winter Sabbath well within this ministry. So with you, me, and him, let's make some history. Cause I love it when we call him Big Papa. Throw your hands in the air and say a true prayer. He loves it when we call him Big Papa. To all the students getting hungry cause his word is like honey. Cause he loves it when we call him Big Papa. Now there's no time to waste. Holy Spirit's in this place. Cause I see some students tonight. That will be taking this seriously. Seriously. All right, yeah. All right, done, 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 done.